0: Hello, 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 and welcome. I'm Victor Fernandez, and I'm here to tell you that true health and well-being is a family affair on the Healthy Bodies, Healthy Families podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Healthy Bodies, Healthy Families podcast. I'm your host, Victor Fernandez. Hope you're all doing really, really well. I know I've enjoyed a great past week or so, Uh, I turned 50, the big 5-0, less than a week ago,
1: and and I've truly enjoyed having people ask me what it's going to feel like or
0: what it feels like to turn 50. But before I get into that, I have my weekly homework assignment for you. You already know what it is, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Just for, you know, in case there's some, you know, there's people out there who are just joining me for the first time. And if you are, welcome to the show. Appreciate you joining me. In order for me to reach more and more people out there and help as many people as we possibly can, I need your help. I need you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And if you have, thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'd like you to leave a great review. Five-star review would be great. I appreciate you all as well who have done that already. And then share this. Share this podcast with your family, your friends, anyone and everyone you come into contact with on a daily basis. Because like I said, the more people we can reach, the more people we can help. So I really appreciate you. you know, appreciate all of you for doing that for me. But now getting back to the uh, business at hand. Turning 50. I had quite a few people ask me in the days and weeks leading up to my 50th birthday last week, you know, what's it going to feel like? What's it going to feel like to turn 50? As if I was going to go out and buy a toupee, you know, and a Porsche and then go cruising around for women half my age. So I somehow feel younger, you know, in an otherwise midlife crisis. Spoiler alert. No, that didn't happen.
1: So it made, but I, I have to admit, it made me think, you know, is it, you know,
0: is it really gonna, is it gonna, I'm gonna feel different, you know, going from 49 to 50. So when the day finally arrived, I people asked me, hey, you're 50, congratulations, happy birthday, how's it feel? And my response was the same. It feels the same as when I was 49 yesterday. And, and that's the case. I mean, nothing really changes. You know, it's, it's still, you know, I, I love my life. You know, I love my family. I love the life that my wife and I have, I have put together, you know, with, with, with our kids and, and Tulip and, you know, and, uh, and the opportunity to live at the beach and, and, do all, and, and do all the fun stuff we get to do, you know, and, and to do the things we're passionate about. You know, so there really is no reason to change anything about how i do things or how i view what lies ahead you know contrary to the popular jokes i'm not on the back nine or any of us that are 50 year old or older aren't on the back nine and most certainly our best days are not behind us we're only on the back nine or past our best days past our born on date so to speak if we allow it to happen if we if we think that way if we Allow ourselves to develop that type of a mindset to think that way, you know. And I just don't choose to think that way. And, but I will say one thing: one thing, if there, if anything has changed, it's really my my conviction, you know, my belief, you know, that when fifty someday becomes sixty-five. I'm definitely not going to retire. Not fully, that's for sure. I just, I can't see myself at 65, just stopping, you know, and not continuing to do the things I love and working hard. I fully intend at, at 65 and older to continue having a job. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll be training all of you or, or your kids have grown up and I'll, cha- I'll train them, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, one thing I've learned as I've gotten older is that anything's possible and, it do, and, and, the, and your age doesn't really matter unless you allow it to matter. Because frankly, there's, you know, there's two schools of thought on this. Either we're gonna slow down or we're gonna continue moving forward. And, and frankly,
1: you know, I've seen it. I, I've seen, I've witnessed firsthand what retirement can do to a person. And unfortunately for everyone, it's not always pretty. It
0: doesn't all for everyone. It doesn't turn out the way it should, or the, or the way they deserve for it to happen. You know, and I'm sure all of you that know me well, know how important family is to me, you know, and I would do anything for my family. And when they're, when they're in pain or when things aren't going the way they want them to or the way they believe they should,
1: I feel it too. And I've seen it more and more, more and more pronounced over these past few weeks. You know, and
0: I had a conversation with my mom just a few days before I turned 50, our usual, you know, weekly or every few days phone call. And, you know, we'd been talking about for the past two, three months about having my family come down here. For those of you that don't know, my family lives and has lived in the New York City suburbs, same house for over 40 years. I'm 50. I moved into the home when when I turned six. So there you do the math and they didn't end up coming down. And I was disappointed, of course, but I I mean, I understood. But then I had this conversation with my mom and she, you know, you know, she broke down in tears because she absolutely wanted to be here for my 50th birthday to celebrate it with me. And frankly, I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about it right now. I don't know how I held it together. Maybe it was just because I didn't want her
1: to know that it hurt me just as much as it hurt her. And, and I understand why she couldn't. And this is where, you
0: know, this, I guess this is my segue to why I don't want to ever, ever want to retire. Because I look at, I mean, let me take my parents. Let's start with my mom. She's 76 years old. And she goes 100 miles an hour. At a time when she should be enjoying life more, she's busier than ever. You know, she still works. She's been a housekeeper. And I use that term loosely because she's so much more than that to the people she has worked for and continues to work for. Uh, she still works for a couple of families and It's got to be 35, 40 years each, at least. So she still works. She is the head of the household. She does everything. And by everything, I mean, not just the cooking and the cleaning and the laundry. I'm talking about things that I'll be honest with you, she shouldn't be doing. Mowing lawns and, and shoveling snow and raking leaves and staining decks. And those are all things that she's done and continues to do, no matter how much I argue with her about it. And most of all, she's my father's caretaker. Uh, my father, over the past decade or so, suffered two separate strokes. The second of which, which, uh, four, five, which was about four or five years ago, um, was much more serious than the first. And, you know, he doesn't, he's, he's, I think he's about to turn 79, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm doing my math right, 78, 79. You know, he's not very steady on his feet. He's very weak. Um, Physically speaking, he's very weak. Um, His balance is not very good. He needs a lot of help. He He needs to be taken care of. And that's what my mom does. That's what my mom has always done for our entire family, our entire lives. And I mean, this is the woman who still, at 50 years old, still hands me money when I visit, you know, for gas, or sends me money, you know, for my birthday, or pays me back when I run to the store and buy stuff for her. You know, no matter how I argue with her about it, and tell her, no, she, she shouldn't have to, she hands me money, like I'm 10 years old. So she's always been the caretaker extraordinaire of our family. And she takes care of him. But frankly, and she knows this, it's nothing i haven't told her directly that she she's a prisoner in her own home because she doesn't feel like she can go anywhere or do anything or go have fun or go spend time with family or go visit her son for his 50th birthday because she doesn't feel like she can travel with my dad but most of all she doesn't want her burden to be anyone else's burden because you want to know why I've, I've for so long put everything and everyone ahead of myself that's why you know and i'm not saying that's a bad thing obviously for my health it was and i had to make changes to alter my way of thinking my mindset but that's where i learned it from she will always no matter how hard i've tried she will always put everyone else ahead of herself
1: always till the day she dies she'll do that and then i'll look at the flip side i love my dad you know and and frankly you know
0: i still fondly remember the days when my dad and i you know when i was a kid you know you know he would keep up with me and just in everything we would do any athletic competition, any activity, anything. I mean, when you talk about 50 is the new 30, my dad epitomized that long before that was a, a, a cool thing to say. He was, you know, he was a good looking guy, had a full head of hair a hell of a lot longer than I did. And he was, he, you know, he was, his mind was sharp. You know, he was physically fit. He was going to the gym 3 times a week. I mean, he was on point. I'll be quite honest with you. I was proud of him. And then once he suffered his, sec- his second stroke 4 or 5 years ago, you know, things went downhill and he just isn't the same person I remember
1: from back then. You know, he he doesn't have he doesn't have much passion for life. And I hate to see that because he's a good man. And I want to see him in his own way, much like, my,
0: exactly, much like my mom. I want to see them both enjoy life the way they should, the way they deserve to, because they worked hard for so many years, long before they started, our, started a family together. I mean, I, for those of you who don't know, both my parents are from Portugal. They were both born back in the you know, early to mid 40s. And back then, especially for the females in in families, you didn't stay in school for very long because you had to go to work to help support the family. My mom was working at age nine, had a job, you know, making money to help make ends meet for her family. And she's been working ever since, working extremely hard, too
1: hard, if you ask me. So it's time for them to enjoy life and they simply aren't for completely
0: different reasons, but still aren't. And I have vowed and turning 50 hasn't changed that. If anything, if it's changed, it's solidified it even further that I I will never allow myself to get to the point where I'm not enjoying life as I get older. This isn't the back nine. The best years are not behind me. Same goes for all of us, any of us who are 50 and older or approaching 50. You know, I plan to have a job. You know, I plan to enjoy myself. I plan to travel. I plan to keep up with with my boys and keep up with my grandkids, you know, and just continue having the life that that I want to have. You know, for far too long, I waited for things to happen. I waited for the perfect moment to do things, when in fact, I should have just been out there doing it. And that's one of my biggest regrets in life. I try to not have too many, but that's one of them. You know, and I don't want to regret when I'm in my 70s
1: I don't want to look back and wonder, why did I waste all this damn time? You know, so, you know, I, you know, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons from my, from my parents over the years,
0: you know, and I don't know if they, you know, necessarily intended for me to learn it this way, you know, because I know they want better for me
1: than they have for themselves. They will always think that. But I want to continue believing and proving to myself that the best years are ahead of me. And you all should think the same way. You know, it, it may sound cliche, but we only have one life to live. So we may as well live that life to the fullest. If we don't, frankly, we really only have ourselves to blame. So, yes, things haven't changed a whole hell of a lot at
0: 50. Actually, they haven't changed at all. I'm still living the life I want to live. I'm still trying to do better. I'm still trying to be a better version of myself. I'm trying to make 50 the best year ever. So, when 51 comes around,
1: I can do the same then. And I hope all the same, I hope the same for all of you out there. I appreciate you all
0: joining me on the show today, each and every week, of course. Once again, if you could be so kind as to subscribe to my podcast, I appreciate all of you who already have, you know, leave a great review, leave a five-star review, share it with anyone and everyone. You know, I love helping people you know, in a world that's so divided. We need more people like that. And I know all of you out there want to help people as well. So let's Let's share the hell out of this and see how many people we can help moving forward. I appreciate you all.
1: Thank you very much. And always remember, it's never too late. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to connect with me about health and fitness coaching,
0: there's a number of ways you can do that. You can send me an email to ocmdfernandezfit at gmail.com. Or a text to 814 504 7774, or just find me on social media, both on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook at Victor Fernandez 123, pretty creative name, don't you think? And Fernandez Fit LLC, and on Instagram at Fernandez Fit LLC. I wanna thank you once again for listening to the show. I hope you really enjoyed it. And until next time, remember,
1: Health and fitness truly is a family affair.